Hey, welcome everybody to another wonderful Sunday service at Impact. I'm AJ. I'm actually bringing the word today. So please get your notebooks ready and enjoy this message. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Welcome everybody into this great Sunday morning. I am Pastor Tony Jones and I am the pastor here at Impact Fellowship. Listen, I believe today God is going to speak to us right where we are. If our ears are open to hear and our hearts are receptive to him. Come on, before we get started, let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord God, for this day that you have made, Lord God. And Father, we thank you, Lord God, for the provisions that came with this day, Father. Father, we thank you that you saw us, Lord God, when we were hurting. You saw us when we were sick, Lord God. You saw us, Father, and, and because of that, you provided uh, protection. There it is. You provided protection for us, Lord God. So, Father, we thank you, Lord God. Now, Father, concerning the things of this day, Lord God, Father, some of us are, are sick in our bodies. So, Father, we are thanking you now in advance for healing, Lord God. Father, some of us are confused in our minds, Lord God. So, Father, we thank you right now for clearing up all of those things that, that are just not right, Father. And, Father, we lift up our family members, Lord God. We lift up our friends, Lord God, Father. And we ask for you to move on their behalf, Lord God. Move like only you can, Lord God. Father, if there's anything that might separate us from you, with repentant hearts, we ask for your forgiveness. Forgive us, Lord God, of the things that we have done, for the things that we have said, Lord God. And Father, if someone has done something to us, we release them and we forgive them. We articulate, we say with our mouth that I forgive uh, so-and-so. I forgive such and such, Lord God. Lord God, we don't want to go throughout this day carrying anything, Lord God. But Father, with all things, we trust you, Lord God. We trust and believe you for this time, for this day, for this hour, for this season. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, beloved, I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I've, my, my spirit has been in this uh, a place of understanding. Many of you are struggling with things that you are not to carry. You're not supposed to handle uh, things. You know, one of the things that I realized as a, a parent, whenever my uh, children had a need, I immediately stepped in and was able to uh, take care of that. When they were babies, sometimes they would struggle uh, when they had colds and, and they needed to blow their nose because they couldn't blow their nose. Um, we would use different, different things to help them. One of the things that happens when you're used to being able to take care of things, um, you become frustrated when you can't or when people are not listening uh, to your instruction. Understand this, is that you've entered into another season. Somebody say another season. Another season. You've entered into another season of your life where you have to release things to God. Amen. And once you release things to God, it is imperative. It is important. It is of the utmost importance that you get into a place of peace. The Word of God says, and that will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed or fixed 
on thee. In other words, once you release it to God, you have to fix your mind because your mind will take you right back to that same situation that you just released. And then you begin to wonder, why isn't uh, she doing this? Why isn't he doing that? Understand this. It is not for us to be frustrated. It is not for us to be overburdened, but it's for us to release to God. Yes, I'm going to keep teaching this. Yes, I'm going to keep preaching this until you see results. Amen. Amen. Listen, I am not the uh, a preacher of the hour. Um, one of the things that I realized that my calling is, is to develop um, other uh, ministers or develop people in their calling. So um, today I'm going to bring forth um, a, a person that I'm very familiar with. In fact, we share the same name. Come on, son. Um, we share the same name. Um, my son, Anthony, um, has a message here for you today. And I just want to encourage all of you um, to open up your, your minds to what God is saying. Yes, God is going to use him as the vessel, but he has a message and a word just for you. So right now, I'm just going to present um, Anthony Jones to you at this time. Amen. 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 Good morning, everybody. Uh, like I said, I am Anthony Jones, but most everybody knows me as AJ. Um, for those who don't know me as well, I am one third of the behind the camera crew. And so this is something new, be in front of it. All right. Praise God. Thankfully, I am honored that uh, God gave me this word. Uh, Pastor Tony and I went out for brunch a couple months ago and, and are talking like that. And I was like, no, I have a word. I have a word. I want to pray. I want to teach. Or oh, whatever like that. And in our discussions, uh, he said something and it kind of hit me harder than what I originally wanted to talk about. Uh-huh. So we're going to get shit. That we're actually going to preach on this. Okay. Thankfully, uh, I am at an age where, you know, as my bishop would say, I'll never preach longer than my ages. But <laughs> I'm at the point I can preach. I'll either be too short for some of you seasoned people or I'll be just right for some of you new people. So okay. either way, we're going to meet in the middle. All right. Bless the Lord. I'm just glad today. So one, I have a lot of track stars in front of me that I'm speaking to. You might be running to yourself. What do you mean as a track star? You look down at yourself. You're like, I haven't ran since high school, since college, never in my life. Uh-huh. But... A lot of times we find ourselves we are running. Yes. You know, if you go to the store, I'm going to run to the store real quick. When you're sick in bed, tissues all around you, your nose is running. <laughs> if you grew up in the era of prank calling, you might have called someone and said, hey, is your refrigerator running? You yes. better go catch it. Yeah. So a lot of times we are often running a lot in life. Mm-hmm. But um, when we do this thing with God, mm-hmm. sometimes we run with God. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes we run away from God. Mm-hmm. So that's basically what I'm going here to talk about. Uh, if you could turn with me in your books to Matthew 26, 69, verse 75. All right. And it reads, Now Peter was sitting out in the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him. You also were with Jesus of Galilee, she said, but he denied it before them all. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Then he went out to the gateway where another servant girl saw him and said to the people there, this fellow, this fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. He denied it again with an oath. I do. I don't know that man. After a little while, 
Those surrounding there went up to Peter and said, Surely you are one of them. Your accent gives you away. Then he began to call down curses and he swore to them, I don't know that man. Immediately a rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. So, for my title, it's called, It's Okay to Stop Running. It's okay to stop running. So, for context in this scripture, um, this is around the time, you know, after the last supper, before Jesus is to be crucified. Mm -hmm. um, they broke the bread. Jesus said to his disciples, one of you will betray me. Now, Peter was, you know, he was the guy. You know, he was the one, he was... Super adamant, he was super hot. He was like, Jesus, no, that'll never be me. Ah. But Jesus told him, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Mm -hmm. And as we do in our own arrogance and pride, like we're like, no, that'll never be it. Mm -hmm. Now fast forward a little bit, Jesus leaves, gets in, uh the garden and gets in me and is arrested. Peter, along with uh the two sons of Zebedee who went up with Jesus to there, followed the crowd and the kind of Picked him out, uh, just kind of see where Jesus would go with this. Mm -hmm. So, in Peter's thing, he wants to still be close to God, because mm -hmm. as we all do as Christians, we just want to be close, mm -hmm. you know. But when we kind of get challenged, it then hits us. We're like, ah, mm, I don't know, that's not me. Go ahead, that's yeah. not who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, so mm -hmm. why did we run? As I said with Peter, you know. Peter ran from God, or more so Jesus, by denying him to the crowd of people whenever he was questioned. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's fear. There's also guilt, a reason why we run. Mm -hmm. In Genesis 3, uh, we have Adam and Eve. So, backstory with this one, for those who may not know. Uh, you know, in the beginning, God created the world. Seven days, then he created Adam. And then from Adam, God created Eve. Mm -hmm. So, they had charge over the whole garden. And in the garden, in the middle of the garden, there was a tree of knowledge. God said, you can have anything you want of the garden except here, except mm -hmm. this, except the fruit on this tree, mm -hmm. for you will surely die. Mm -hmm. So fast forward a little bit. Uh, they're in the garden. A serpent tricks Eve into eating the fruit. Mm -hmm. And then Eve then goes to Adam and they eat the fruit. Mm -hmm. So in that, once they acquired the knowledge from the tree, uh, they then realized that they were naked. And because now they have knowledge of being naked and being naked is wrong, they try to hide from God. So when God came to the garden to kind of look and talk with them like he, like he normally do, mm -hmm. they're hiding in the bushes uh, because it's like, oh, Lord, we're naked. We can't let you see us. He said to them, who said you were naked? Okay. And so in that, mm -hmm. they ended up having to be kicked from the garden. Mm -hmm. But it's actually interesting. Um. Uh, I was into a podcast mm -hmm. uh, the other day, and one of the speakers on there said how instead of hiding, Come on. Once, once they kind of were discovered, if they would have went to God and mm -hmm. said, you know what, Lord, we messed up, yeah, uh, we ate the fruit, Confessing. we may or may not be still in the garden in this present day, or at least have mm -hmm. some type of access to it, but that's a deep theological thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not that type of preacher. <laughs> at all <laughs> uh, so there's that there's also anger you know sometimes when things don't go our way we get mad and frustrated with God and so we decide to 
just kind of say forget it and go the other way. Mm-hmm. If you look in the book of Jonah, mm-hmm. short is a short story. You should take your time to read it. But specifically, uh, in Jonah 4, um, after he had already preached his message, or excuse me, wait, backstory again. Go ahead, take your time. The story of Jonah is um, he was prophet minister and Jesus gave him a word to say, go to Nineveh and preach to these people to yes. repent or I will come down and destroy them. Yes. Jonah then was like, no God, I'm good. I don't like these people. So he tried to run mm-hmm. in the complete opposite direction. Mm-hmm. He got on a boat, but while he was on the boat, a storm came. Uh, all, all the sailors and first mates and all of them were panicking while Jonah was just kind of underneath taking a nap. Relaxing. So they woke him up like, can you pray to your God? Because everybody had their own different God mm-hmm. that they prayed. So everybody's praying to everybody. Mm-hmm. Jonah came up and was like, it's my fault, fellas. Throw me into the water. The storm will be calm. They threw him in. Storm stopped. And all of them became converted. And they started you know, believing in the God that Jonah believed in. Mm-hmm. He was swallowed by the whale. In three days, he was in that belly. He prayed. The whale spat him out of the dry land. He ended up getting walking to Nineveh, preaching the message. Mm-hmm. The people were saved. Mm-hmm. But Jonah still did not like the Ninevites. Mm-hmm. So, in his anger, exactly. uh, yeah, he decided to seclude himself. Mm-hmm. So, everybody's down here in the city, praising God. Mm-hmm. No, they were saved. He's up on a hill by himself, mm-hmm. just mad. He's like, God, why did you save these people? Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes in our anger, we do irrational things mm-hmm. to kind of lash out. Come on. Glass, glass house moment. I was about, <laughs> I want to say this is about 21-ish years ago, all right? Uh-huh. My parents decided to take a honeymoon vacation for themselves, and they went to Cancun, Mexico. Mm-hmm. So for us, me and the brothers, we got to go stay with the grandma. Mm-hmm. Now, for those who don't know, we grew up in Indiana, Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. Most, pretty much a good chunk of our family lived in Philadelphia. So... Anytime we would go to visit them, it was usually just a day trip, you know, in and out, same day. But we got to go a whole week with grandma. So this was exciting. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're here. I forget. I don't even remember which day it was. But, you know, when you're young, you kind of do some irrational things when you're upset. <laughs> mm-hmm. Me and my cousin got into an argument about something. Trip, little, little trivial stuff. And so in my anger, I'm like, I'm not going to eat. I'm just going to go upstairs and just sit here and so. <clears throat> my grandmother comes upstairs. She's like, what are you doing? Come down and eat. <laughs> There's food here. You're not going to be hungry. Because she knows an adult, you're angry now. So you're just doing this thing. But when you come off of this anger, you're going to want food. And there might not be any food left for you. So you're going to sit there upset, hungry, and at a loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of what Jonah, that's kind of like what Jonah did. Uh, yeah. It doesn't really say too, too much of what happened um, afterwards, how God dealt with Jonah post that moment. It's kind of left on a cliffhanger. Mm. Even in the Bible, you get cliffhangers. It's like, <laughs> yo, what's up with the next episode? <laughs> and it might never come. Glory. Uh, another reason why we run is doubt. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you've been do- dealing with something for so long, you're just wondering, like, God, are you still there? Are you still listening? Do you still hear me? Yeah. Um, we look in the book of Exodus, uh-huh. um, more so between the chapters of 15 to 19. Okay. Um, you have the Israelites uh, between crossing the Red Sea and getting to the Promised Land. 
There were moments where they thought that God wasn't with them. Several times God had, excuse me, Moses had to go before God and prove to the people there by miracles. Uh, to restore their faith, they kind of keep them pushing as they were traversing through this desert. They had a, they had a long walk. Uh, if we go up to verse thirty-two, was kind of like the you could almost say like the biggest pivotal moment. Um, Moses had gone up onto Mount Sinai, uh, basically to receive the Ten Commandments from God on how on how to uh, how for the Israelites and how they should you know grow and live mm-hmm. and continue the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Now, he was up there for about 40 days. Um, the Israelites began to kind of get worried. Moses was a little older, mm-hmm. and so they're thinking like, oh, he might, he might have died. Where, where is he at? So they go to Aaron, Moses' brother, and it says, hey, you know, Moses isn't coming back. Can you make us an idol that we can pray to as a God that, that pulled us out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. Um, so he answered them and said, take off the gold earrings that your wives, your sons, and your daughters are wearing mm-hmm. and bring them to me. So all the people took off their earrings and brought them to Aaron. Mm-hmm. He took what they handed him and made it into an idol cast in the shape of a calf, fashioned it with a tool. Then he said, these are your gods, Israel, who brought you out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. Now, in the doubt, we kind of start to begin to feed off of other things that's going to give us answers. Like, mm-hmm. God's not giving to us, so for some, he might, he might turn to astrology mm-hmm. or, you know, tarot card readings or just kind of like any any Joe Blow is going to give you something that's going to tell you it's going to justify how you feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's just what the enemy's going to try to do to you to mm-hmm. kind of keep you in that place of... Mm-hmm running mm-hmm. another thing another reason excuse me why we run is acceptance mm-hmm. now <laughs> scripturally uh we're gonna look at judges specifically uh for samson mm-hmm. all right for those who don't know samson he was a nazirite which was uh one of one of the branches of the jewish people mm-hmm. and as a nazirite you know he couldn't eat grapes uh he couldn't cut his hair so from birth, he was blessed with immense strength. Mm-hmm. Like he, he was doing everything. Kills the lion with his bare hands, defeated this entire Philistine army with just a donkey's jaw. Mm-hmm. So the Philistines were kind of upset. So they sent a temptress named Delilah over to him mm-hmm. to try to figure out what's what's the secret to your strength, to his strength. Mm-hmm. So she goes to me, she's like, Samson, you know how, you no. Know, Fellas, you know, when a woman wants something, you know, she know, gets a little switch, bats the eyelashes. <laughs> Baby, can you get this, please? And so she's like, Samson, what makes you so strong? How can you be, how can I break you down to make you weak? Uh-huh. Red flag number one. She's asking you directly how I make you weak. Yeah. But anyway, so th- three different times he tells her these things like, oh, if you do this, I'll be weak. So she does whatever he says. She calls the Philistines. He breaks out of whatever bindings or holdings yeah, he's in crazy. and beats them up. So if you go down to uh, in chapter 16, verse 17, she says, uh, Delilah says to Samson, how can you say I love you when you won't confide in me? This is the third time you have made a fool of me and, I, and haven't told me the secret of your great strength. 
So as a man, you know, when your when your lady's coming to you and it's just like she just hits you like, why don't you trust me? You eventually you kind of just break down. So he eventually tells her the secret to his strength, where if he cuts his hair, mm-hmm. God will leave him. Mm-hmm. So she does just that. Mm-hmm. They go. She cuts his hair. She calls the Philistines. Mm-hmm. They come in, and Samson just thinking like, "Oh, what's whatever." But he didn't. Mm-hmm. He didn't realize that God had left him yeah. until the Philistines kind of Jesus. beat him up, wow. gouged his eyes to take him to uh, Gaza, I believe. Mm-hmm. So we have all these things that we run from. Mm-hmm. And reasons that we do things just to kind of feel something. Mm-hmm. Peter ran because he was scared of what the people would do to him if they discovered that he was a follower of Jesus. Yeah. Jonah ran because he didn't want to save the people of Nineveh. Mm-hmm. If I can bring this into a today's style sense to kind of bridge it together, the movie The Lion King. First off, that's my favorite Disney movie ever. I can do that thing word for word Mm -hmm. for the script. But the premise of it is um, you have a young lion cub named Simba. Mm -hmm. You know, he's the son of Mufasa, who's the king of the pride, Mm -hmm. king of the pride lands. Mm -hmm. And as world secession goes, once the king passes or hands off the mantle, the son will take over and become the new king. Mm -hmm. Now, his uncle Scar, who would have been the king had Simba not been born, is kind of plotting to take over. So he tricks Simba mm-hmm. into making him feel like, you know, that he was the reason that his father was killed. Mm-hmm. So Simba ends up running because he did, he doesn't know what everybody's going to do. He's feeling, he's feeling all this type of guilt and shame and he's just embarrassed. He's just mm-hmm. like, I'm the reason my dad died. And so he runs away from his calling that he was mm-hmm. born for. That's it. Same thing that we as Christians will do sometimes. Whenever something so big comes to us, we will run from the calling that we were born for. Because we're scared of what uh, everyone else is going to do, what they're going to say when they find out you did X. Yes. Spoiler the movie, he does come back. (laughs) He does does come back. He ends up having a moment where Rafiki, who was kind of like the the shaman of them, comes to him and kind of tells him and gives him encouraging words, as well as he has a moment to kind of talk with his father. His father mm-hmm. says, remember who you are. Yeah. You are my son and the one true king. Mm-hmm. God can have that same experience with us as well mm-hmm. whenever we come to him. That's yes. why it is important to be connected and plugged into a church. Yes. Shameless plug to join Impact Fellowship. Yes. But it is important that we are connected somewhere yes. to a source that can bridge us until we have a way to bridge ourselves to God. Mm-hmm. Uh so here we go. <laughs> um, now, a lot of times, uh, there are people who oh, kind of run from God or church or re- wanting to rebuild a relationship with him because they feel they've sinned too much mm-hmm. or they haven't uh, seen his blessings enough that they feel like they could believe regardless of if you were born into it or you kind of came into it at some point in your life. Yeah, uh, yeah but I just say that I'm gonna say it. you need you need God. Yeah. You need, there's you can't go through your life just off whim, you know. Because after a while, your whim is going to run out. Mm-hmm. So if 
you if you know someone who's like dealing with this thing, I'm just like, uh, I used to go to church, but eh, I just have found what I like. Encourage them, you know, they'll do something with them to kind of bring them back because they because deep down inside, if you if you were in church and you decide to kind of run from it, you know you're you know you're meant to be here. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And then your testimony will come back. Mm-hmm. Same too for the people who were in church your whole life, but you kind of see everyone around you mm-hmm. who you know you know they was they was down badges, mm-hmm. everything under the sun, just doing everything evil. Mm-hmm. But whenever they have their come to God moment, they're just you. You would have thought that God just personally just spread the skies open Himself and just <laughs> dropped every type of blessing. Yeah. And you might feel discouraged because it's yeah. like. Well, God, I've been serving you my whole life. Yeah. Where's, where's, where's my, where's mine? Yeah. That's not your story. Come on. Come on. You are born for something different. Now, you don't, you didn't have to go through all of those negative help things us, to get you to where you are. You know? Thank you, Jesus. Your story is your story and your blessing is different. It's just, it's all about slow cook. It's yeah. a slow cook. Some, <laughs> some puts it on high and gets it down easy. Yeah. Some got it on low. It takes a day or two, yeah. but your blessing is coming Amen. regardless. Amen. Just like, yes, yes. Quick little plug. All right. That's good. So, uh, steps that we can use to stop running. Yes, thank you. Come on, Jesus. come on, uh, help us. Just like we're running in the natural, we get tired. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, back in college, I ran track, mm-hmm. and you know I did you know the spring events, and so we would do a whole lot of the warming up. You do your event, and after your event, you have to kind of stretch out your muscles and kind of like relax your breathing to kind of get your body back to normal and mm-hmm. keep yourself from injury. Mm-hmm. So too as whenever we are running from God, it's okay mm-hmm. to kind of sit back and come back into it. How long are you going to sit in the boat mm-hmm. and let this storm kind of push you back and forth? Mm-hmm. Before you go and just take this plunge and just let God begin to lead you to where you need to be. Yes, let God. Hallelujah. Come and talk to God. Yes. It's completely fine to cry out, you know, and just let your emotions yeah. flow. Yeah. That's right. But it's important that we pray and, you know, seek, the, to seek forgiveness yes. for turning away. Mm-hmm. When Jonah was in the well, for those three days, he was praying. Mm-hmm. He was praying for repentance. Mm-hmm. No acceptance mm-hmm. to come back to him, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be anything deep like, "Oh God, wilt thou please blesseth me?" Like it doesn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. God, the one who pretty much gave language, can yes. understand you and meet you where you are. Oh, so you don't have to be yeah, deep and good. profound that's in what you're good. saying. Yes. You can talk to God still in reverence, still in respect, yes. but you can talk to Him normal. That's right. And come and bring it back to it. His grace and forgiveness is huge, more than we can ever put a value to. And he's waiting for you. He's not going to push, you know, he's a gentleman just right there in your ear. How are you feeling? Are you ready to come back? I'll be right here. (laughs) Uh, And then once we do that, begin rebuilding the relationship with God and beginning preparing yourself for what he has for you. Mm -hmm. Peter went. And Peter went and continued to spread the word of God through his ministries after Jesus had ascended into heaven. He had his moment. He ran. Mm -hmm. He wept. He prayed. And he got back to it. That's right. He did what he 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 was assigned to do. That's right. Jonah ran. He wept. He prayed. He got back to what he needed to do. Mm -hmm. Nobody 
is too damaged or too broken or too mm-hmm. far off mm-hmm. that they still can't be used by Thank God. You, Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Instead of us running, we just need to give it to God. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at Matthew 27, uh, 36 through 46, mm-hmm. Jesus is in Gethsemane. All right. Mm-hmm. So at this point, Jesus is, he knows that his time is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. He knows that it's time. And mm-hmm. he's praying. He's yeah. like, Lord, was praying, yeah. I love you, <laughs> but let this cup pass from me yes. if it's in your will. And that, I'm sorry, wait. Side note, that's another thing. As we pray yes. to walk, we have to make sure that it's in God's will yeah. and not just on our own thing, but it's what yeah. he wants, not what yeah. we want. Yeah. Because if whatever we want, it's just going to glorify ourselves yeah. and yes. boost our own ego. But if what he wants, it's going to glorify him and boost him up Amen. as we should. Uh, so yeah, he was praying, he's praying, he's praying, he's praying. He's like, Lord, if this is it, let this cup pass for me, let this cup pass. but let your will be done. Nevertheless, He went. The uh, disciples he brought with him were asleep. He's like, can you not bear me for one hour and watch over? So he goes back, prays some more, mm-hmm. comes back, they're asleep again, goes back, prays again. Like, he's like, God, third time, I'm sure. <laughs> By the time he came back again, Woo. the soldiers came, and then the crucifixion, the child, and everything went as it did. Following God is not always easy, and there may be times that you veer from your path, mm-hmm. but... Like I said, we can't use our mishaps as an excuse to start running in the opposite direction. Yes. Trying to shy away at God because we feel unworthy. Mm-hmm. So saints, uh, I just want to say, please, you know, it's okay to stop running. Yes. We can take off our track shoes, yes. ice our muscles, yes. stretch, and begin to walk in God, with God, in the way that he have us to go. Yes. God bless you. Glory, Amen. glory, glory, glory. I appreciate this this man of God Um, it is it is very hard he talked about when when he and I were um, eating we were having breakfast out um, and and it's it's something when your father is your pastor also and it's like okay dad I've been feeling this oh what do you think about this but there is something about this this message that is for everyone. everyone. The word of God says in Hebrews, the third chapter, around the 15th verse, it says, when you hear my voice, harden not your heart. One of the things that he was using uh, there when he gave you the uh, title of it's okay to stop running um, is hearing the voice of God. Many times, and, and I love how he uh, he put it together, you, when, when he said that, we are running from the things that we've been called to. Oh, yeah. In other words, because God has called you to it, he has already equipped you. Oh, yeah. Because God has called you to it, he has anointed you for that space. Mm-hmm. You know, just like a well-trained athlete, you are ready for that experience. You are ready for that job. You are ready for that new space. Don't run. Because again, when you're running from that which you were called to, what are you running to? That which you are not equipped for. Thus the struggle. Thus the frustration. Thus the anger. Thus the bitterness. Because we're in a space 
that God has not called us to. God is trying to get something to us because there's so many things that he wants to do for us if we will only allow him mm -hmm. to be God. We have no problem with him being Savior. Amen? Amen. We have no problem with God coming and rescuing us. Mm -hmm. we, have no problem, we have no problem with God coming in and fixing stuff. Mm -hmm. But when it comes down to him being Lord, mm -hmm. it is very hard for us. Like, oh, well, well, you know, God, you don't understand. Um, I come from a whole line of people, and that's just what we do. It's like, no. God understands um, uh, who you are or who you were. Watch this. Um, here you have a, a, a man who wrote most of the uh, a New Testament who was a killer of Christians. Mm. But God saw him and was like, hmm, I can use that. And because of who we were, God can use us. Amen. Don't run. Embrace who you are. Embrace who God has called you to be. Last thing um, that the uh, a preacher uh, touched on is that we care so much about what other people think and less about what God thinks. Other people don't want to see you get uh, more than what they have. So they will discourage you in the areas that God is calling you to. Some people see the anointing that's on your life. Some people understand that God has, some, has a plan for you and they will discourage you from it. Some will make a joke out of it. Watch this. Hey, Aaron, if I was you, I, I wouldn't go over there on Sundays. Understand this, is that God is calling us to himself. And he's calling us to the place that he has already prepared for you. Somebody say, for me. For me. God already has it just for you. God bless you. Um, I believe that, that, that God is going to do, and, and we're going to stay here, um, and, and we're going to learn more about understanding and hearing the voice of the Lord. But right now, we're going to move right into offering. Um, you can send your, your, your tithe and, and your offering to us at this um uh, a website that's the cash app, thank you, uh, dollar sign impact fellowship, dollar sign impact fellowship, hallelujah, hallelujah, I believe that God is going to do some things, I, I, I can't seem to get away from this thing, um, I believe that God is going to do some things concerning you in this area, watch this, um, tell you what, let's pray, let's pray, come on. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for what you're saying and doing concerning this message. Many of us have been running. Many of us have been, been, been shying away from uh, uh, what you are calling us to. Many of us are afraid of what you're calling us to. Listen, Lord God, some of us are, are, are saying even now, but God, I laughed at church people. I laughed at uh, people who followed you. I can't be one of them. Understand, God, we thank you, Lord God, that you see us right where we are. And yet you still call us to you. So, Father, we thank you right now for meeting us right where we are. Father, I thank you for settling all issues. Father, I just, uh, I just uh, did declare... 
all hurts are being healed, Father. Those who have experienced church hurt, Lord God, I just declare healing over them right now, Lord God. Father, I thank you right now for not leaving us right where we are, but Lord God, lifting us up and out of that very situation, that strain, Lord God. Father, if, 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 if we have been one who have, have uh, uh, talked people out of things and, and, and if we have been one who have talked about people, Lord God, Father, with repentant hearts, we ask for your forgiveness. Forgive us, Lord God. And Father, if people have done these things to us, Lord God, and we've been holding on to it, we've been holding on to that pain, we've been holding on to that hurt, Lord God. Father, I thank you for, for fixing us. Fix our hearts, Lord God. Heal our wounds. Father, your word says that you heal the brokenhearted. So, Father, I thank you for doing just that. Father, some of us have been disappointed, Lord God. Father, we thought this thing was going to work out. But, Lord God, we understand now that we were in your permissive will. But, Lord God, we desire to be in your perfect witness. So, Father, we thank you right now for, for doing the impossible. Your word says, exceeding and abundantly above all that we could ask or think. Move, God. Move on our behalf, Lord God. Father, we thank you for what you're saying and doing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. My soul was touched by that, that word because I realized that even now there's still areas of my life that, you know, I'm like, well, I don't know, God. I don't know. It's okay to stop running. It's okay to stop running. When you hear my voice, harden not your heart. Understand this, is that when God is calling you to something new, when God is calling you away from something that you're comfortable with, you know, let's be honest, many of us don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't want to have to find uh, a new friends. I don't want to have to be uh, uh, someplace I've never been before. But we just have to trust God to where he's calling us to. He has everything already taken care of. He sees the things that's, that's in front. And because he sees those things and knows what's coming, he's already provided provision, protection, and relief for anything and everything that may come. God's got you. We just have to trust him and believe him. God bless you. And I want you to have a great week in God on purpose. God bless you, everybody. It's okay to stop running. A lot of times in our walk with God, we in our own mind feels like we fall short. And so in that, we kind of, because our own guilt builds up in us, we kind of go the opposite direction. So this message is about not going that direction and actually coming back to God. I thank you guys for just tuning in, listening to it. We all know someone who's done this in their life or is going through this in their life. Please share this with them so they can hear this and it could reignite that fire in them to come back to God. As you say in impact, have a great week in God on purpose.